When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific, streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Oh yes, it is that time of the year again. It is the free agency frenzy. Not you, Cowboys. Not you. Everybody else, though. Everybody else, it is. <laughs> Coming up, man, we're going to talk about the money moves that Dallas made to get under the cap. Who they're calling, right? Because they've been talking to somebody on the phone. And why I think they're top free agent going to get priced out even though even though i don't think he should be i think he will plus in the roundup this is my favorite time of the nfl and i told y'all last week i would not let the dallas cowboys steal my joy i would not let them steal my team building free agency frenzy trade to all that good stuff that happens across the league i won't let them do it and the nfl this past weekend absolutely was on fire in regards to uh, contracts uh, in regards to trades in regards to the draft so we'll, we'll discuss a little bit of that in the roundup and then we have some more Odell Beckham news right so we'll we'll talk about that prior to getting into the Cowboys rundown so what we're going to do in the roundup it's not necessarily going to be all Cowboys related it's mostly going to be NFL related and then we're going to take a couple of the nuggets that came out this past weekend and we'll discuss those things man and of course y'all can call in 351-999-3787 is the call-in line so we can discuss all of that and fuss about all of that. But what's up, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! Y'all know this ain't our time today. Like, th- this week is not the Cowboys week. So, you know, somebody said we need to get the angry sky today. N- not yet. Now, now, if we get to this to the point where a certain player is traded for nothing... And I'm like, well, could the Cowboys be in on that? Or if a certain player is signed for nothing, and I'm like, man, could the Cowboys be on that? Maybe you might get a little angry, Scott. But I'm just so used to the Cowboys not really being involved in this stuff that it is getting, the more years that pass by, the more numb I become. And, I, I, you know, I did the whole Catboy criteria thing because that's where we kind of have to live in, unfortunately. And uh, that's what I'm used to. So, you know, the Cowboys will participate next week and we'll – Talk about free agency frenzy for the Cowboys next week, but I highly doubt it'll be this week. But I'm going to tell you why for this particular free agent roundup, it, it might have to be this week. I'd be shocked if if they can just sit back and just wait for this dude, especially after giving that teams are becoming more and more interested in him. But what's up with y'all, man? I see you, Lee, in the building. What's good, bro? Uh, Jameson, Marcus, Rolo, Toxic Tom, 
Talk to this guy. It hasn't been it. It hasn't been Cowboys anything since '96. Not true. Jerry was involved at some point. Then he just Stephen was like, you know what? I'm done. We don't want to do anything. Have anything to do with the with the free agency uh, period at all. So Stephen kind of started running things. Uh, shout out to my bro Sosa in the building. He said, "FYI, Cowboys don't have 30 million in cap space. They do not. They were way over the cap before." No. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit of that when we get to the restructure. They clear $30 million. They don't have $30 million. Uh, Jerry Jerry Jones, burner account in the building. Dude, this one's $20 million a year. We'll talk about that in the roundup. Hold tight. Danny Savage was good. Mark Smith, Jamison Taylor, our guy Marcus Hardison in the building. Uh, CJ, what up? Army Mom, I see ya. Lance Bell over on Facebook. You just keep switching up, man. What's good? Uh, 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 Splenda Poppy Burner Account Vila. You just keep on switching up on me, bro. Uh, who else we got up in here? Marcus in the building. Swain in the building. Dimes Official. I see you. King G. Hey, King, I might need you to call in today, man, so we, we can talk a little bit about this running back situation. Now nah, playing. No calling. Parker Dub is the one who said I need to get heated today. Not today, man. Not today. Won't be today. But let's go ahead and talk about what happened around the league? And we'll talk more about this later on at 3.06. Shout out to the volume. Uh, over there on Vice and Barty Live Show. But let's talk about what happened for this in this draft with the trade up to the number one pick. Because, boy, that was crazy. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the Morning Roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. The Bears got a haul, didn't they? Although I heard somebody earlier this morning say, I don't think they got enough. I mean, look, dog. Here's Here's what the Bears did. They traded the number one overall pick to the Panthers, which I'll get to the Panthers in a second. But they received the number nine overall pick, so they stay in the top 10. The number 61 overall pick, a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, and DJ Moore. I mean, we we discussed a little bit about this particular opportunity for the Bears, which I thought they should have been all in for because, look, I like Jalen Carter. Right, but I, I didn't think there was one guy that whether unless it was a quarterback, which they weren't taking, that was worth more than a haul that they could have received by trading the number one overall pick. And nine sixty one, an extra first, an extra second, and DJ Moore. I love this for Chicago. I truly do. And they still have the most cap space in the NFL to go out there and still add more pieces around their rookie qu- quarterback. DJ Moore is getting a, a, a solid contract, and he's one of the best receivers in the league. I think a team-friendly contract plays a lot, produces a lot, is a good solid, not even a good solid, is a really damn good option for their young quarterback. And they needed to do that. They needed to, to, to build around that young quarterback. Now, Chicago doesn't have a history of doing that. They don't have a history of having quarterbacks to do that with. They also don't have a history of having productive receivers like a DJ Moore. So I love this for Chicago. Now, Carolina, here's why I don't think it's over for that number one pick and it could potentially be moved again. 
Carolina, I think, did the smart thing by by securing the number one and not number two or three. Because here's why. They could eventually, potentially, swap this first round pick or this number one overall pick for a little bit more. And what I mean is now that they're at the top, they have the choice and the decision to fall in love with a certain guy. But they can also say, Houston, who are you looking at? Indianapolis, who are you looking at? We like all three. I ain't going to tell you which one we like the most. We like all three. But clearly, you guys like one of these guys better than the other. I got like two or three bidders. Now, I'll trade down two or three spots, probably not more than three, but two spots to secure at least one of them. But I'll give you a shot at the guy you want first. So they could say, Houston, we'll, we'll trade down to two. So you can make sure you guarantee the guy you want. Or uh, uh, Indianapolis, we'll trade down to four so you can guarantee the guy you want. I like it for both parties. I know it sucks moving off from a DJ Moore. But in reality, the Panthers are about to start over. Yes, having a guy like a DJ Moore helps you with this, this young quarterback. But they're about to start over with the rookie. It's likely going to take a few years. Maybe they get some more draft capital. Maybe they just say we want our own franchise quarterback to start over with. So I'm not upset with it for Carolina either. Now, some people will say they got fleeced. I say it's about right. You go from nine to one, you got to pay up, man. You got to pay up. So I like this for for, for the uh, Chicago Bears. What a haul, man. What a haul. And they might not be done. The Rams said, oh, y'all not going to just do me up like that. Or not the Rams, the Dolphins. Not too long after that, <laughs> this weekend, the Miami Dolphins gave the Rams a call and secured Jalen Ramsey for, this is crazy, a 2023 third-round pick, 77 overall, and a tight end named Hunter Long. Now, look, y'all probably like, well, I'm mad the Cowboys. If you paid attention, I haven't even really talked about Jalen Ramsey and the Cowboys because I just never thought that was going to happen, especially with, you know, Diggs up for a contract extension where he's going to be getting around $20 million, right? I, I just didn't think that they would put that type of bread at that position on the opposite side when they already are likely going to be contemplating paying Trayvon Diggs, which they should, but we know how Dallas is. We know how Dallas is. So the I think the Rams, this is or not the Rams, the Dolphins, this is great. This is great for the Dolphins, man. Again, they're they're with the quarterback on a rookie deal, and they said, let's load up. Let's go get Tyreek. Let's go get uh, uh the other kid from Alabama. Let's go get Chubb. Let's go get Ramsey. Let's go get Mike McDaniels. Let's load up and try to go for this thing. And who's to say they even sign Tua to a long-term extension? If it doesn't work out with Tua, they might mess around and be able to. Be able to do this all over again with a young quarterback. But nonetheless, Jalen Ramsey, Zavin Howard is going to be a nice little duo over there. And this is another reason why it is, this makes sense for Miami. And I think this is a great trade for Miami. Vic Fangio is now the defensive coordinator over there. If you dig into Vic Fangio, he really wants smart and capable cornerbacks. Not necessarily young cornerbacks because... His coverage scheme, the Fangio 6, the, the the defensive system that he runs, it really relies on his corners and his safeties 
knowing what the hell they're doing out there and being smart and being able to uh, adjust on the fly. And you got two pro bowlers, two all pros, two smart cornerbacks, two uh, quarterbacks, two ball hawks that will help that secondary turn into what Vic Fangio wants. Now, that doesn't guarantee anything, but it, it helps get them closer to where they want to be defensively. The, the Miami Dolphins defense was not a very good defense last year. And with Mike McDaniels, I think they're and those receivers, I think they're always going to have it an explosive offense. So you go get Bradley Chubb, you go get Jalen Ramsey, you go get Vic Fangio. Miami in contention, man. Now, can Tua stay healthy? That's a whole different story. But I, lo- I love this move for Miami. This is a great move for them. Uh, yeah, it's going to cost you a lot of money, but you're not... If you really look at it, they're not paying 10 guys a whole bunch of money on that team. They've got their top heavy contracts. And that's how it should be when you have a a, a rookie or a a quarterback on your rookie deal. That just is what it is. And after about two years, some of those dudes will be gone. Ain't mad at it at all. Speaking of money. This Beckham thing got real interesting. Uh, reports had came out, right, that Odell Beckham was looking for $20 million per. And then right after that, there were some insiders that said, eh, I don't know what y'all talking about. That's not necessarily what I'm hearing. So Tom Palacero said several teams are now in talks with free agent Odell Beckham, who generated buzz with his workout in front of scouts and coaches Friday in Arizona. Sources say there have been no negotiations yet. And Odell Beckham has made no financial demands. Expect things to ramp up soon. So whoever put this Beckham 20 million thing out may have kind of rushed to conclusions because he's not the only one who said that. Let's take a listen to Ian Rappaport discussing this, this same thing after Odell Beckham's workout, who, who, who he reiterated that he, there hasn't been negotiations just quite yet or demands just quite yet. Yeah, I would say it's it's fair to say the buzz is starting to build on Odell. And remember, he had a little bit of a window here being able to sign before free agency kicks off. And unless he signs in the next couple hours, I'm not sure that's going to be much of an issue. But there are teams talking to Odell, interested in signing him. I know there's some reports about what he's asking for. It does not sound like he's really made any monetary demands. More kind of a wait and see. And you get to this stage in your career like Odell Beckham Jr. is, played in the Super Bowl, you've tasted all that, wanting to play for a contender, no doubt is paramount. And we've heard the teams that were interested in him last year, including the Buffalo Bills, including the Cowboys, including the Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if those teams, plus a couple others, are in the mix. So Odell is kind of waiting as this market, I would say, begins to pick up some steam. So this is, let's go back to what I said at the top of the show. Let's just be real. Odell Beckham had a, had a good workout. He moved around well. I think teams wanted to see that that he's kind of back to himself running routes and all that stuff. And he, he made some cool Odell Beckham catches, whatever. Teams know what Odell Beckham is when he's on the field and he's healthy. They just want to make sure that he's able to get back to doing normal wide receiver things. Dallas, quote unquote, wasn't there, according to some reports. Uh, I don't know that Dallas needed to be there. Oh, you know, Jerry Jones loves Odell Beckham. Been talking to his mom. Um, they, they did the whole background check. They did the whole take you out on prom, take you out on a date. We'll go to the game. We'll sit at the court. They know what they have in Odell Beckham if they want to sign him. There was a point in time, though, 
where I thought that they could wait this thing out. But now you got these reports, these insiders in, in regards to Tom, in regards to uh, Adam Schefter, likely, in regards to, excuse me, Ian Rappaport, where he kind of, I don't want to say blew people away, but generated buzz, as Tom Palacero was, generated buzz at his workout. That ain't good for Dallas, because Dallas does not like bidding wars. And Dallas doesn't like participating early in free agency. Now, Beckham is not spring chicken. Beckham is not some hot, some new hot commodity that has free agency for the first time. But I don't know if they can sit, sit on the sidelines. I don't know if they can go on their boat, their yacht, their, in their castle somewhere, and just ignore this situation if they truly want Odell Beckham. If they truly want Odell Beckham, they might have to get aggressive. They might have to get in the bidding war. And I don't think the Cowboys want to do that. I don't think the Cowboys want to do that. So what started off as, for me, the more realistic under the Jerry jo- or under the Stephen Jones criteria, Beckham felt more realistic to me because you're not giving up draft capital and felt like you weren't going to have to pay a lot of money. I might, I might be going to the other side now. When we're talking about Beckham, we're talking about D-Hop, right? Those are the two dudes that feel the most realistic of the big names for the Cowboys, especially since D-Hop came out and said, hey, I'm willing to, to renegotiate, be fluid with the last two years of our deal. And after seeing Jalen Ramsey go for the third and some of these other trades over the years, I don't know if D-Hop is going to take what we think. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know there was a report that came out that Arizona said they're, you know, they won a second round pick, although I do it. Might not take that. So if it doesn't take a second, let's say it takes a third and a fifth or a third and a fourth or a third and the 2024 pick. And you can renegotiate those last two deals. And he's a more healthier player, more reliable player. Less baggage comes with him. I wonder if that pendulum pendulum is swinging a little bit more towards DeAndre Hopkins as opposed to Odell Beckham. This guy, you got to give up picks. This is true. This is true, but I feel like they don't want to get into a financial bidding war where where Hopkins, you know where he's at, and you know you can negotiate that down. Uh, Renegotiate it, flexible, whatever the words he used. Where Odell Beckham, Odell might come to you and say, hey, look, I like you, Dallas, but Buffalo willing to pay me 18.5. Y'all only willing to give me 13. He going to go to Buffalo. So this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. All this love fest with Odell Beckham Jr., it might just fizzle fizzle its way away. We got a couple callers already on the horn. And uh let me get to let me get to my writing brother first, and then we get to Danny Savage in a second. Good morning, good sir. Good morning, my good brother, and God bless you and your family like Thank always. And much blessing to the show and my show too and to his family. I've been looking at the situation. And you know that I always call Stephen Dollar, Dollar Store General. But I really don't think that we're going to do a big splash like always. I think we're going to just do our normal thing and hope for the best. Because if they're not, I hope they at least set up a situation where they can get the Hawkins because like Odell Beckham, I don't know. But if we don't do something, Sky, I think it's going to be another disappointing season again for us. Well, I mean, it's, it's 
I ain't, I ain't quite ready to go there, but I feel I, I get it. Like I get it. Right? You know, it, the Cowboys don't participate in any of these arenas, the free agent trade market, um, and, and it, it doesn't really generate much excitement. So I feel you, man. Yeah, but uh, hopefully if we can get the Hopkins, maybe it'll put a, a better taste in everybody's, you know what I mean, heart. But let's see what happens. God bless you and always and keep the show popping like you do, bro. Thanks, man. Don't hold your breath on D.I. All right. I'm not holding my breath on D-Hop. Would, would, would love to get D-Hop, but I ain't holding my breath on it, man. But but these are the discussions because these are the potential options of the established uh, receivers in the league, right? Uh, there it is. Two Broke says, Sky, in today's NFL, you're not going to find any hidden gems in free agency for cheap. Uh, at some point, if we want a premier free agent, we'll have, to, we'll have to bid against others. It's true. That part is true. If you only find hidden gems, you only find hidden gems in the draft. Well, here's the thing, Two Broke. They did. They found they found hidden gems. Now, I'm not going to quantify Watkins as a hidden gem because, because now we're lowering the standards of what a gem is. They found a hidden gem in J. Ron Curse. And, 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 and again, that, that 2021 free agent period where they got Curse, you know, Hooker, who's been, been solid. They got Watkins, right? They'll look at that and say, see, we can do that again. We can have success doing it that way. So, but that's not, I agree in the sense of that doesn't always happen. It happens, but it doesn't always happen. Um, more often than not, you're paying a lot of money for these. Free, and this is this is where Stephen Jones isn't wrong. Like, teams are paying more in free agency. Excuse me. They're paying more in free agency for guys like a William Jackson III. I'm not saying go do that for a William Jackson III. I'm saying overpay for William Jackson III. I'm saying go get you the dude, though. Or dudes, if you want to play multiple. Or if you say, hey, I don't want to deal with, with the free agency, make, make a trade. But you you got to do something. You got to do something. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Sky. I'm just going to hit on a few points. Okay. Uh, free agency-wise, what? It starts tomorrow, right? 4 p.m.? I think, or no? Uh, well, technically, the new year starts Wednesday, but today at 12 o'clock, Wednesday. they can start unofficially okay. signing dudes. Just the tampering period begins today at 11 o'clock Central, 12 okay. Eastern. Free agency-wise, I'm not going to expect much. But Me listen, neither. I would look at it. Yo, it's Wagner's last year. Let him finish with who we started with. Let him finish with Dan Quinn. If they signed, if they signed Bobby Wagner, you know what I'm trying to say? I would be ecstatic. Wide receiver-wise, I think it's an insult to Hopkins to even have his name mentioned with Odell Beckham. I think Hopkins is a much, much better wide receiver and a much better fit with Dallas than Odell Beckham. Listen, I live in the shadows of Giant Stadium. You don't want Odell Beckham. Mm. Trust me. Now, I'm going to close on. Tampa, ironically, the, the Buccaneers, they're having a mutiny. They're having a fire sale. Everybody wants out. The middle linebacker from Michigan, he's demanding a trade. They got no quarterback. Who would you rather have, Mike Evans or D-Hop? And I'm going to leave it with I would only offer a three for Hopkins because we're doing Arizona a favor 
by taking that contract off their hands. Sure. But I, I, I would love, I would love to have Hopkins, but I'm going to leave it at, I'm going to hang up with, who would you rather have, Hopkins or Evans? My thing with Evans is, he's just hot and cold. <laughs> One game he'll have like two touchdowns and 250 yards, and then he'll disappear for like two weeks. Then he'll have two touchdowns and 300 yards, and then disappear for like a couple, I, I, you know? You, then you talking yourself into D-Hop. I don't have to talk myself into it. It'd be D-Hop. Uh, I, I think D-Hop, yeah. yeah. Listen, Mike Evans has been fantastic. Great career. I mean, you could argue his numbers <laughs> put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so so he's been he's been great. But, and I don't, oh, this is going to sound weird. But if, if, if Gallup is healthy, I feel like I have a similar receiver. Right, kind of a a bigger, clunkier jump ball, red zone possession guy. Whereas as D Hop, skill wise, one of the most skilled wide receivers of his generation, of his era, whatever you want to call it, since he's come in the league, he he's a better route runner. He has better hands. He gets better separation. Um, they both understand coverages and whatnot because they they're 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 veterans. Uh, and D Hop has played with mid quarterbacks for most of his career but D, but not D Hop but Evans but D Hop has played with terrible quarterbacks for most of his career and he's put up phenomenal yeah. numbers uh, I just think I just think Hopkins and then you got the whole Lamb effect I think D Hop and Lamb would would clearly hit it off It'd because be because they're best friends yeah. well not best friends but uh, that's his player he looked up to I think it'll help Lamb more whereas as a Evans I don't know that Evans style would 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 necessarily translate to a lamb right where d hop a lot of people say d hop and lamb are clones you're right, you're right. so i, I mean all day tomorrow i think d hop will be better for this team and you he's a better it. and he's a better Great. guy after the catch too yeah you know you're 100 right 100 right i agree with you i agree with you all right man i'll catch you guys later on you and watch man all right appreciate you danny Talk to you later, man. You yeah and that feels like i'm putting down mike evans right mike evans fantastic receiver but there's not many that I'm taking over DeAndre Hopkins. Seriously. I mean, even right now, at age 31, there's not many receivers that I'm taking over at DeAndre Hopkins. I think the problem is D-Hop, for most of his career, has just been given mid to terrible quarterbacks. I mean, he's put up great numbers with most of them anyway. But had he had a consistent Tom Brady or uh, at one point consistent Deshaun Watson, but he only had him for a handful of years, you know, one of these consistent quarterbacks, man, DeAndre Hopkins' numbers would be stupid. And they are kind of stupid, but they'd be even dumb. He brought up he brought up Wags, and I want to get to Wags in a second. But and I don't think I uploaded this. Let me make sure that I, I don't think I did. But before we get to, to Bobby Wagner. I don't even think I downloaded it. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and get to Bobby Wagner. Let's do that right now. Let's do that right now. The Cowboys made a call to Bobby Wagner. Now, I know last year they did the same damn thing. They had interest in Bobby Wagner, and then that kind of got turned upside down on his head because of the, the, the money. But we're now another year removed. I personally think it's not going to cost as much. And I still think the $10 million price tag isn't all that crazy anyway. But Dallas is going to Dallas. So according to reports, and this comes from George Schultz, shout out to George Schultz. Uh, Bobby Wagner's market is heating up and several teams have reached out 
sources tell the score. I'm told the Chargers and Cowboys have called, among others, don't rule out a return to the Seahawks either for the future first ballot Hall of Famer. There's a lot of discussion on Twitter right now on what the Dallas Cowboys should do at the in free agency. And Bobby Wagner's name pops up. Odell's name pops up, et cetera, et cetera. Look, nobody is asking for the Cowboys to, to make all these grandiose moves. But this one right here, once again, just feels like a no-brainer. Am I wrong on that? It, it, it just feels like a no-brainer. You got the DQ fit. It's likely going to be a move that you make for a year or two, and you can get out of it. The Cowboys actually made a similar move before. People don't remember, though. That move was Gerald McCoy. <laughs> now, you hear Gerald McCoy, and you're like, oh, no, 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 Sky. There's, there's no chance in hell I want to run the Gerald McCoy thing back. Hear me out. The Gerald McCoy signing wasn't the problem. Like, the, the, the actual signing of him wasn't the problem. The problem was you knew he had a burnt-out flat tire, and then you let us believe that this the guy was going to be okay. And then when he blew out his hamstring, you said, oh, nah, we knew about this, but we had the claws in there just in case it happened. Well, if, it, if you knew it might happen, why didn't you sign another dude or, or, or trade for another dude? I don't think Bobby Wagner has the case. Wags has played in 15 games, it feels like, every single year of his career. He's also a veteran like McCoy was, at a spot, in my opinion, a position to need. Coming off a productive season, one of the best in the league at the, at the position. So if I'm Dallas, this is a no-brainer. But the Cowboys can't do anything in free agency without getting some bread. And that's exactly what they did. And this is what I was actually looking for right here. Dallas started free agency, what, y'all? Something like $18 million under the cap? And as Sosa said earlier in, in the show here, Cowboys did not do not have 30 million. They freed up 30 million. They did so by restructuring the contracts of both Dak and Zach Martin. And let's start with the big one, right? The big fish, the elephant in the room, Dak Prescott. So Danny often called in all year was like, man, man, Dak Prescott's not worth $40 million on the cap. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of people say the same damn thing as if he was ever going to be $40 million on the cap next year. Never was 40, 50 million dollars on the cap. Never was going to happen. But the, the discussion was extension or not extension or whatever. Bottom line, they needed to get under the cap. The extension would have done that, but they didn't have time to do that. And those things take time. So what they did was they pressed the easy button, which was the restructure. The restructure freed up about $22 million, taking this cap hit down to 27 on the cap, which puts him outside the top 10. So once again, Dak Prescott is most likely going to be, not most likely, will be, outside of the top 10 when it comes to cap hits to quarterbacks. So when your Cowboy friends, when your Cowboy Dak haters all say, 
we can't do anything because Dak Prescott's taking up too much cap. Three out of the last four seasons, he has been outside the top 10 in cap hits or at the bottom at number 10 in cap hit. We always say, well, excuses for the for the players. There's no excuse for the front office. They followed that up by restructuring Zach Martin's contract as well. It was going to free up about $8 million. Cool. And it, it didn't even hit me. Zach Martin, y'all got one year left on his deal after this season. One year left. It, it didn't even, it didn't register to me. I, I thought he was signed longer than this. I, you know, I know he got the extension years ago, but man, it, and then hearing about Zach kind of being, you know, how to gut punched after that loss and feeling like, you know, he doesn't really, you know what, I'm not going to put nothing out there, but it just felt like clearly he's on the 18th hole, right? He's at towards the end and not the beginning. One year left. It would not shock me at all if he just plays that year out and we're like, that's it, Zach. So I would try to take advantage of one of the greatest guards in the history of the sport that's still playing at the top of his game over the next two years. Please, Dallas, don't. Don't screw this up for Zach. But they restructured his contract, freed up $8 million, and that leaves Dallas with $30 million clear. And they're around $14 million over the cap, I mean, under the cap as we speak. So they got $14 million with the potential to do more by restructuring uh, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith. So they can easily get to $30, $40 million if they want to. I don't think they want to. I don't think they care to. I think they'll try to work something out with Tyron. They're going to try to work something out with Zeke. They'll they'll sign the James Washingtons and the Dante Fowlers of the world. That 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 feels and you can't be mad at me if that if that happens or if it doesn't happen because it will be an anomaly. The Cowboys haven't done anything outside of that over the last under the Dak Prescott era. Let's just say that. It's been the Alfred Morrises, it's been the J. Ron Curses, it's been the Don Terry Poles, it's been the Nolan Carrolls, the Jonathan Coopers. That's been that's what the Cowboys have been doing. But a lot of people on Twitter got up in arms. Oh my God. They didn't extend Dak Prescott. This means they're not. No, this means they had to get under the cap. They had to do it by today. Uh, you know, are there some penalty or whatnot? An extension very well could still be in the books, but, but now they don't have to rush to do it. I would have been trying to do it right after the damn season, but you know, that's, that's the Cowboys for you. But an extension is still potentially on the books where they can lower his cap hit even more this season and next season and, and have more money to spend in free agency. But in reality, we know it's probably going to be for the CD lambs and Trayvon Diggs of the world. Those are your two big hitters coming up on contracts and Dallas likes to pay their own and they'll most likely do that. So don't expect this money that was freed up to go to a top free agent. I want to be wrong, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Good morning, Coach Mar. Hey, what's going on, Scott? How you doing, man? How was your weekend? Oh, it was, it was fantastic, man. We took a little staycation and uh, kind of re-energized, <laughs> and uh, good to go. I hear you, man. Listen, man, um, I agree I agree, 
uh, totally with you on the D-Hop thing. I think D-Hop is out of the three is the best choice if you have a choice for a receiver out of Odell yeah. and, and Mike Evans. Um, I think D-Hop, you know, even though he's a – I'm from South Carolina and I'm a, I'm a Gamecock guy and he's a Clemson guy, I still I accept him on the Cowboys because uh, I know we, I know what type of player he is. Yeah. Um, he's a true dog. And I don't think – I don't I think D-Hop will work his contract out because um, there was running this last year, D-Hop was talking about walking away from the game. So I don't think D-Hop is going to be a guy that's going to be around for five or six more years. I think he's he might be – I'm not saying his talent is at the 18th hole, his 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 mind might be at the 16th hole. Mm. So yeah, he, he 31. So, you know, when you get to, when you get to that, yeah, you usually got about three left. So yeah, you know. So and so that's that's that would be great. Um, the Bobby Wagner thing. Um, yes, I think. Uh, but listen, man, if, if they didn't want to go Bobby Wagner for 10 million, you probably an interesting point, man. Long is still out there for Tennessee. No, um, Whew, that's my guy, man. <laughs> Yeah, and and Coach. and and, and, and yeah, so <laughs> and you can get him for a lot less, and you probably you got a lot younger, and you probably gonna get that production out of him that you gonna you know that that you gonna you gonna be better than the production you got here, and I think with any of them they're gonna it's gonna be some. I don't think they're gonna uh, like uh, Bob Wagner had a thousand uh, snaps last year. I don't think in this defense. He's gonna get a thousand snaps, which if you did bring in Bobby Wagner, you won't get a little bit more out of him because you're not gonna stress him as much because you got some young linebackers that oh. maybe give him a couple of times off the field. Coach, I, well, so, you brought up David Long and you talked about him potentially being cheaper. And in my in my head, I'm sitting here like, I mean, sh- sh- the tape I watched, David Long should cost you some money. I don't know how much, but I, I didn't think he'd be cheaper. So I go to to Spot Track or Spot Track. I don't know what PFF is saying. They saying David Long's average annual salary will be four point nine million dollars. Come on, dog. I told you because he's because of the name. You know you gotta you gotta understand what uh, these uh these that might be cheaper than, than than LVE, which is crazy. Yeah, let's see what they these about. services always go by name, and you know name gives you another extra million to two million dollars if somebody your name and it is really and you gotta be really you know estimating it. that's how that goes but i think you can get along okay, here okay so you play so pff is saying 10 spo track is saying four regardless I, I i take him at i still take him at 10 yeah right but but this is what i want to this is my main thing and i'm gonna get you know land this play i've always <laughs> i've always you know argued the point with my my friends that anti-cowboy fans and and we have always talked about salary cap. And I remember maybe a couple of years ago, I said the salary cap shouldn't bother the Cowboys because we're the richest franchise. And when it comes down to salary cap, our cash flow is so heavy that we can get, we can circumvent any cap, any salary cap numbers. Cause we give out, we'll give out big time bonuses. Yeah. Well, you know, something after I left football, you know, my main focus is, in the business world and, you know, in the finance world and accounting um, and stuff of this nature. But I smell something in the air with the Cowboys that I guess people out there would never, never imagine. And then I heard something 
the other yesterday by this 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 guy that's inside the building that made me made it come to my light light again. If you're not willing to write the twenty million dollars and fifty million dollar checks as the to, to to get these numbers in line and give a lot of money up front in bonuses, you're not going to be able to compete in any type of free agency if you're not willing to, to drop those big-time checks up front. And I mean, that's, think about that's it. That's what you have to do, I think, to protect yourself on the back end. I feel like most, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not money man. I'm not, uh, I forget Jordan, not Jordan. Uh, I forget the dude's name for Spotrack. But I feel like most of the NFL teams are, front loading these contracts and then, you know, not guaranteeing a bunch on the back end. It, it, this is what happened with uh, DeMarcus Lawrence. DeMarcus Lawrence had no more guaranteed money. So they could just get rid of him, you know, and, and they'd be fine. But he wanted to obviously stay here. So they said, let's rip it up. But don't you think that's should be the norm in the NFL or is the norm? Right. And it comes in the, in the form of signing bonuses because you get that big money up front of your signing bonus, which you, and then you prorate that, and then you, you drop the, the base salary down, which brings the number down as the cap hit, and then it, it, later on the cap hit gets big because the, the, yeah, the prorated bonuses yeah, yeah. and the base goes up. But think about this, Scott. Think about this. We haven't dropped a big – but we hadn't dropped no big-time signing bonus since Dak two years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that's normal. Well, Dallas, Dallas doesn't do that. The, the big the big time bonuses come to their guys. Demarcus Lawrence, Derek right. Dez. Next up is probably going to be CD Zeke. Like all, oh, it's it's their guys. It's not anybody else. Right, and so that's where, I, you know, I, I you know I, I get this I get this point. And if you look at the chart of, of actual cash expenditures, right, not salary cap, but actual money that they spent in salaries and with bonuses and salaries. In the NFL, in the last two three years, Cowboy ranked almost at the bottom of actual cash. Last, last two three years, last like decade, last like half decade to the decade, the Cowboys are bottom five in actual cash spent. And again, I think we talked about this last week. There's an article um, I, I I don't have the link where this is explained in great detail of actual cash spent. I know the there was an article last year where the Rams were featured in actual cash spent, and, and uh, it's there's something to it. There, it's not the end all be all, but there is something to, to the argument that, obviously, the cap is quote unquote a myth, a smokescreen. But the real cap, the if, real if salary will, cap, is the actual cash that is spent. Right, the cash spent. So I, I say this, and I hope not. Hope, but I really, my intuition says, it's going. Something's going to come out because. I want to remind for my what last. What do you mean by day. something's going to come out? What do you mean? What do you mean? I want to. I want this. My last day will tell you what's going to come out. Being an eight billion dollar company means you value the eight billion, but that don't mean that you got cash flow. So what do you, what's coming out though? What do you mean? What's coming out? What do you think is going to come out? There's a reason why they're not spending all the cash. Where they, where we, if we the big time franchise. And we can get anything we want into well, we can we can spend the dollars. But the sign says that yeah, I'm not scared to write a check as Jerry says, but you ain't writing those big time checks up front to get what you want when you want it. 
Boy, you 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 really so, good at, at not answering the question. What exactly are you saying? Are you are you there's saying there's a cash flow? There's a cash flow problem in Dallas. Okay, so you're basically saying Dallas doesn't have have real cash, like that that we're we're made to believe. What the sign say? I, that I didn't read that type of sign. You're you're telling me, so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out exactly as as opposed to talking around it. I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're saying. So you're saying essentially. The most popular team in if the world, the most popular team in the world in America that sells, you know, some of the most 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 merch, sells out the stadium, AT and T Stadium, uh, et cetera, et cetera, is actually cash strapped. Because you got to remember something: the Cowboys, they ain't where they make their most of it. The Cowboys, most NFL franchise owners, those are hobbies. Where they make their right, real right. money is the other business. Correct. But but I'm just trying to I'm just trying to put your words to the to mysteriousness. You're saying the Cowboys are actually are cash strapped in, in reality, but they're making believe it that the Cowboys have a lot of money. They worth a lot. But yes, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. But Sky Man, as always, man, push along, man. Keep pushing along to in the in the thing, man. Keep telling people about long, man. The long might be out there waiting. Just waiting for somebody just to the 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 wink their eye and him and he'll he'll jump Man, and I think easy. we'll be better served with that guy because film don't lie that guy's a monster. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. The only worry yeah. about David Long is is potential nagging injuries, but I'm I'm willing to take the risk on a guy like that. Appreciate you, coach. I'm take it. All right, all right, guy. Later. Boy, I tell you, if that drop, coach knows somebody down there or something. That, that's I, I haven't I haven't heard that one yet. I've not heard that one yet because I just never figured that'd be the case uh, with Dallas being who they are. But I, I kind of likened it to just just the, the, them being stubborn, them being them as in Stephen Jones and Jerry being stubborn in their ways and wanting to do things their own way. Cause you got to spend a certain amount of money anyway. And, and I just didn't think that Dallas didn't have the actual money slash cash to spend because they are the Dallas Cowboys, but that will be a bomb. Um, it will be, it will be up there with what happened with, with rich fix this shit, rich. Like when that happened, that was, that was a bomb. If it come out breaking news, Cowboys broke. <laughs> Woo. That'd be nuts. Uh, was gonna move forward, but but Tom, oh, we got some heavy man. We got some hitters. Tom and B Bird called in. Let me do this. Nah, I want to hear what y'all got to say on that. Let me let me get Tom and B Bird's. I want to hear what they got to say on this before I move forward. Cause I'm I'm gonna switch this whole thing up on y'all with this last topic. But I want to hear what Tom and B Bird got to say. What's good, Tom? Good morning. Good morning, Sky. What up? What up? So I was just listening to Marv talk, and let me just clean a few oh, things Mike up. Oh, Mike Fisher said One, that. Oh, my, my bad. I'm reading the chat. I'm reading the chat right here. My bad. My bad. It's all my good. Bad. Go He's just another Cowboys cheerleader. Mike Fisher's fake news. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to financials and stuff, when you have a person like Jerry Jones who says he's worth $8 billion, yes, I think we all know that you are not usually $8 billion in liquid cash. That's correct. Right. I do think that that there could be something in that could be said of not saying the Cowboys are broke per se, right. 
But when you have your money tied up in a lot of different ventures, such as different investment instruments, and you got different tax advantages and such, you could, in essentially, in a, in a excuse me, in a very plain, you know, plain English, you could be cash broke. And I'm putting that in parentheses. Right. Um, if you look at the things that the Cowboys have spent money on, uh, look at their facilities. Look at all the types of uh, things that they're spending. Star. Uh, I mean, Jerry yeah. Jones's helicopter. I mean, he, he spends a lot of money. But the one sad thing is we don't know for certain the actual net income of an NFL team other than, if I'm not mistaken, the Green Bay Packers because they're publicly traded. And I think the NFL you're able to access because I think it's a not-for-profit organization as well. So you can actually see these types of things publicly. But do I think that there might be some truth to what Marv is saying? I mean, that could be possible when you own a large organization. You're going to pay a ton in property tax. You're going to pay a ton in overhead. But do I think that all of it is going towards the team? No. In fact, I think Jerry Jones has, what, an oil company that's publicly traded as well. So if we really wanted to see how much cash inflow and outflow this guy's really making, we could go on the, you know, Edgar, which is the SEC page where you can find all this stuff. But long story short, I don't think this team is necessarily cap broke. I just think that the people who run it are absolute morons, and they know that fans don't understand the minute details of accrual accounting and a salary cap. So they just feed the crap, and people just keep on eating. That's that's what I honestly think is happening. This is what makes this awesome that you're an accountant. So I'm I'm gonna do I'm I'm gonna pull a a Michael Scott line. So explain this to me like I'm five, okay? So here's the thing. So basically yeah. what you're saying is it ain't that they ca- cash broke. They're just cash irresponsible. Um, I'll, Let me put it to you in like a different format. You can have a lot of cash, but you don't have access to the cash because it's tied up in things. For instance, like a 401k, you can have a lot of money in retirement, but you're not going to be able to access that till you hit a specific age. You're Correct. not really broke, but you can't touch it. Right. So when you're when you're talking, oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. what I'm trying to do is dumb it down a little bit, Tom. Like, because because we're yeah. what I'm saying is okay. Yes, there's that, but 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 you can't touch it because it's in what, like you said, helicopters, the star, uh, other other ventures, right? So are they? You're basically saying yeah. they're not being responsible with it in regards to football. They're not being football responsible Absolutely. with it. They're saying, hey, we'll spend this money on X, Y, Z, and then football comes after that. Absolutely. And okay. you got to look at what was their biggest off-field acquisition last year? Oh, getting merged with the crypto exchange? Blockchain. That costs money. That's a, lot, yeah. that's a lot of lawyers. That's a lot of legalese right there. That's not cheap. And if you look at the stuff that Jerry Jones and his publicly traded company, you can see his cash. There's a thing called a statement of cash flows. You can physically see the cash flows in and out of an entire company. So when you're seeing Jerry Jones as a whole and you want to know where his money's going – we are not going to be able to see all of it, but you can definitely see some of it. Hell, I've looked at it because I've looked at his crappy oil industry and go, wow, we could have kept Amari Cooper for that. But, oh, okay, let's yeah. keep trading at $8 a share. But, yeah, so I, it, it, long story short, when you are owning like a big franchise in the NFL, there's going to be a lot of overhead. There's a lot of things that you got to pay for. But do I think that they're still making a hefty salary? I mean, you don't buy a yacht the size of the state of Rhode Island if you're not making a good amount of money. Or you have a lot of leverage, which I don't want to feed conspiracy theories, but if Jerry Jones is leveraged up to his ears, which he's done in the past, 
that could put strain on things, but I think we would see other signs that this dude is broke rather than he just doesn't have a lot of cash. So, but in the end of the day, one can hope that he does go broke so we can get a real owner in here. But other than that, um, bring back Ryan. Null. have a good day. <laughs> Tom, of course. <laughs> Appreciate you, Tom. I mean, this is a fascinating conversation. Not one that, that I didn't, I didn't think this would go there, but I am no money man like that. Salary cap. Gotcha. But I am no money man when it comes to the bottom line. And this is this is fascinating because I, I still reside on the side of they just want to do things their way in regards to spending because you are allocated an X amount of dollars to spend um, on players like you. You have that. I just think Dallas doesn't want to. They want to they want to do it their way. Steven is just so God dang stubborn. But but what I'm hearing from from coach and I don't know if you all saying Mike is is saying this too is that it ain't that they're just stubborn but but there is an, an issue behind the scenes apparently or a, a responsibility issue being responsible with those funds I don't know man I ain't no I'm not no money man in that way but this is a fascinating discussion uh one more real quick before I get to my last topic and we'll finish off with uh final three callers B Bird what's good man Hey, what's up, Scott? Uh, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Hey, so, um, you know, so I guess they've been cash-strapped since Brandon Carr. <laughs> Look, but, I ain't even want to go there, but hey, I, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I mean, I understand all that, you know, what they're saying. Yeah. But I have a different uh, look out on this. And, and, and my thing has always been, um, you know, the Jones are narcissists. And they they really trying to prove, the NFL, that they know football, right, that they're football guys. That's that's the basis of what I look at those guys for. And so I think that part of they're gun-shy because they don't want to sign a, a free agent to a contract and he's a bust and they get ridiculed for it. So they would rather not do anything at all, man. They, they really they, – they, they, they are um, – and, you know, so I've I got a story here, and I, I think I told you this before, but, you know, some people may not have heard it, and it's uh, – my daughter was playing softball when she was nine. So it was, um, you know, game was on the line, three three balls, two strikes, and she's there, and you can tell she's nervous. And so next thing you know, a ball, come, uh, a ball comes in, and she doesn't swing. Strike, struck her out, ended the game. So in the car, I rallied, and my daughter's a senior now, but I rallied, talked to her about, you know, you know, get on her about the performance. But I said, hey, why you didn't swing the bat? You know, we don't want to be up there not swinging the bat. And she said, well, Dad, you know, me and her – got along so well, I was nervous and I didn't want to swing because I thought I'd miss and it'll look bad and I just you know was hoping for a walk or whatever and so I told my daughter I said hey look next time swing the bat I don't care if you hit or not I just want you to, to try I want you to swing right and she said okay and I said look it does I'm not looking at the results I'm just looking at your effort and you trying mm. right and she said yeah and so okay so you know what that translated to so next time she got out, the same situations, whap, hit the ball into the outfield. And I talked to her. I said, what happened? So with that, I didn't have no pressure on me. You told me all you wanted me to do was try. And so when I tried, I swung and I hit. And so right now, man, my daughter is probably one of the best two-strike hitters on her team. She is the best two-strike hitter on her team. Why? Because she tries. And she, she doesn't have that fear of, of failure. It took that away, right? Yep. And so I took away the fear of failure. Because all she had to do was try. It wasn't about the results. It was about the trying. The Joneses have a fear of failure, man. They don't want to go after a guy and sign him to this big deal and they're, because they're worried about the failure. 
why do they sign their own guys? Because they have so much data on their own guys that a failure, they, they know so much about him that I can put money into this guy because I know about him. I don't know about this other free agent. And so outside free agent, I don't know how he's going to work. I'm afraid of the ridicule, so I just won't try anything. I'll just stick with the things that I know yep. because I know these guys. And I think that they're just, you know, one of the things me and you agreed upon, hey, if you try and fail, that's okay. At least you tried. The problem is we can't get these guys to try, man. We can't get them. They hold the bat on their shoulder, man, and, they, and that's what they do, and they, and they watch it come by, and they won't swing at it, man. And that's, that's, that's my thought process on this whole thing. It goes back to their egos. It goes back to them trying to prove their football guys, and it, it goes back to them not wanting to look bad. In, 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 in the NFL, in the meetings is, and everything else. Man. Isn't it ironic that they they try so hard to not look bad that it makes them look bad? Absolutely. Now, you know one thing? I'll give you this analogy, man. So, say right now, Sky, they come and take you and say, Sky, we're going to make you CEO of Apple, right? You know you're not qualified to be CEO of Apple. But are you going to make a lot of moves when you become CEO? Or are you going to be like, man, let me just not do nothing here and just keep the thing going like it is? You're going to keep it going like it is. Why? Because you're not qualified to make a lot of moves. And if you make a lot of moves, it's going to show that you're not qualified. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And so if I'm over, if you're over Apple, you just say, no, we'll keep everything like it is. I'm going to ride this thing out. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that they have a failure. They I think they don't have the knowledge because they didn't come up the right way, right? They didn't come up through, you know, as far as the GM role and vice president role. Yeah. They didn't come up in football. They'll never be accepted as football guys, man. They just don't know it. You know, you and, and I'll, I'll give you this one thing and I'll, I'll let you go. You know, one thing that you, um, you, you're never going to get like <sighs> – let me, look, Scott, I'm going to let you go, man. I, I I got something to do, man, but I appreciate, you know, the time and everything. No, I, else I, pr- I appreciate the analogy, B-Bird. Thanks, man. And let me touch on that real quick because I think that's where the fan disconnected. This disconnect is. And I, I bring this up because I saw y'all bring up my boy Foots again because Foots, Foots doubled down on Twitter, man. He doubled down on Twitter and, and y'all y'all going at him again. Um, I think the fan disconnect comes to that perfect softball analogy. Some fans want to walk. Some fans see see a full count and they want to walk. They don't want to take the swing. They don't want to look silly and miss. They want to just tote the line and hope. Oh, we hope. That guy dang it, this ball goes far left and we can just walk on base. That's the draft, right? Like, hey, man, I just hope we just continue to hit and hit and, and maybe we find a superstar and that superstar takes over the top. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. As opposed to swinging and saying, "Well, instead of this walk and then relying on the next person to come up and get me across the base, I'm gonna hit this ball my damn self and get our guys home." Or hell, hit a home run. You never know. Maybe you hit a home run, Rams. Maybe you hit a home run, Philly. Maybe you hit a home run, uh, 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 Chiefs. Maybe you hit a home run, none. Maybe you just happen to hit a home run or a triple or a double or get somebody to come home and score, Cincy. All these teams are teams that participated via the draft or via the free agency market or trade market. All of them. A disconnect comes where some fans want to swing. And some fans want to walk. And the fans that want to walk will ridicule the fans that want to swing and say, ah, see, you struck out. Yeah, but you didn't even attempt to hit it. So who's softer? Who's more scared? 
actually want to get on base by trying. <laughs> you want to get on base by somebody else f***ing up. Love that analogy, B-Bird. Excellent analogy. Man, I, do I even want to talk about this last topic? That's good stuff. I do. I do because there's a potential that Dallas views bringing this person back as their home run. But here's why. I don't even know if they'll, they'll be able to do it. So let's take a, a look at the Cowboys' internal free agents. We, we did a show on this a while ago. And uh, we narrowed it down to like the top four guys that Dallas will most likely be looking at to bring back. I think we said, well, I said uh, Dante. Was it Dante? I could remember. You know, it was Jonathan Hankins. We looked at Dono. We looked at LVE. And I think Dalton was a guy we had up there. Uh, what were we just discussing? But the big one to me, because they've already given a tenure to Terrence Steele, right? Dalton Schultz is likely not coming back here. Jonathan Hankins ain't gonna cost you much. Same goes for a, a TY or a Dante. The big one, and who I think is their priority free agent, it's not Leighton Vanderesh, it's Donovan Wilson. It's Dono. Now, I, I'm gonna I'm say this, and then I'm gonna move forward and take off my bias. I am biased. One of my favorite players on the team is Donovan Wilson. Love the way he plays, love his mentality. I love everything about what Donovan Wilson brings to this team. Period. He, we talk about X player being the heart and soul of this team. I think Donovan Wilson is the heart and soul of the physicality of this defense. He exemplifies the physicality of this defense, the hustle of this defense, the will of this defense. Donovan Wilson. Last year, he, had a, he led the team in 101 tackles, had seven tackles. We're talking about a safety, by the way. Seven tackles for loss, nine quarterback hits, five sacks. He had a better year technically, statistically, than he had in 2020. And I thought 2020 was all over the damn place. So I would love nothing more than to bring Donovan Wilson back. Here's a problem, though, man. Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse will account for $10 million against the salary cap this year. So you're going to be on the hook, pun intended, for $10 million on the salary cap for your starting safeties in Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, uh, um, J. Ron Curse. $6 million for Curse, $4 million for Malik Hooker. Do we realistically believe that the Cowboys are going to add more money to a position that they historically do not like to spend money on? I don't think so. I don't think they will. Now you could say, well, Sky, then damn it, if it means Malik Cooker or Dono, I'm taking Dono, cut Malik. I ain't gonna be mad at you for that one. I'm not gonna be mad at you for that one. If it came down to either or, listen, man, give me Donovan Wilson all day tomorrow. I don't think they're gonna do that. I also don't think Donovan Wilson is gonna come super cheap. Now, last year, I thought the same thing for J. Ron Curse. I was a bit surprised. I think we all were a bit surprised. He, he didn't really get any traction in the free agent market. Came back on like $4 million per year, $5 million per year. It's going to be $6 million on the salary cap this year. Maybe that happens to Donovan Wilson. Maybe Dono gets out there in the, trade, or in the free agency market and his market's not high. But if there's remotely any inkling of a, of, a, of a bidding war, Cowboys are out. This is not the position they will spend money on. 
I think he's good enough, young enough at the age 27 to go out there and, and, and get paid more than what the Cowboys are willing to pay. I hope like hell I'm wrong because I think he could be an important part to your defense. But take off my bias hat real quick. I think Dallas is going to look at this and say, Malik, J-Ron, 10 million. We really like the Florida A&M kid, Marquise Bell. We really like Israel McQuamu. I could probably draft another fifth or sixth round safety. That's probably how the front office is going to look at it. How McClay looks at it, how Dan Quinn looks at it, could be, can be completely different. But I think the front office is going to look at it that way. So I want to bring Dono back. I don't think they will. I hope like hell I'm wrong. All right, let's wrap this thing up with, uh, we got D-Shift, Los, and who? Mac Jones. What's up, D-Shift? What's good, Scott? Um, no, I, I think man, I think Wilson's very attainable. I think he falls kind of in that category of guys that we were kind of afraid to dangle, but they don't really have quite the name to the rest of the league. They damn sure like, don't got the name. That is very true. Right. I, you know, because you other guys said some guys get paid uh, a little bit more for their name, so that would entail that some guys will get paid less because they don't have one, right? Uh, so I think Donovan, and if you think about it, even if you gave him eight and you added all those, you're, that's that's kind of like you're you're getting three for the price of one, right? Three safeties for the price of what like a, a C.J. Gardner Johnson is going to get. He's probably going to get about uh, fifteen, like a, like a fifteen or something. eighteen, nineteen million. What is this? Keep talking. So, I'm look uh, up this safety market. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and that's the thing, right? Uh, I think in in our market in total, um, you know, you got a guy. So I think you got like seven guys with ten plus APY, and like like we say, you know, there's that's not what guys are going to get paid that that year. They're just kind of pushing that that uh, unguaranteed money back. And so like in Dak's case, you know, he's going to be in a position to say, all right, I'm getting an extension. So this money that was unguaranteed, let's go ahead and make it guaranteed, and let's just keep this this money moving forward. Um, kind of like what you saw with Lawrence and what they're trying to do with Zeke, right? Um, your guaranteed money is almost up. So all the extra money that you had on that original contract, let's go ahead and make it guaranteed and let's spread this out. Um, so all in all, you're in a position, I think, where you have six of those guys now with Pollard seven, which that, you know, franchise, uh, the only thing is you can't really shift no money because that's all guaranteed, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that 10 he's going to get paid is, is what he's going to get paid. So I think you can, you know, you can get a Donovan Wilson because I think he's going to also be in a position to be like, if if the market doesn't bite, let me just play one more year, try to get my name up, my stock up, so I can get, you know, that that one big contract. Um, so I think all in all, man, I think you can sign who you want. Um, oh, for sure. I, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's a big cancel on, man. We, we're not gonna like really get that uh, Hopkins or we. I, I don't know about Beckham either, um, just because. Yeah, I'm of, starting to get skeptical I mean, on that. Yeah, uh, just just because what you're you already paying seven guys uh you might be i mean on on average you know guys teams probably pay about seven eight guys you know if you had that franchise quarterback like we do you'll probably pay about seven guys so um i think we're at our limit we're just going to use the rest of that money to kind of pick up um just just some fillers and just hopefully that you know draft we can hit you know one two and three honestly uh, to kind of put that team over the, uh, the team over the hump. If not, you might have to wait two more years, honestly. 
Um, but yeah, but that's all I had, man. Uh, good stuff, Sky. I hit you up. Thanks, Chef. Uh, good, good call, man. And and he, and he got me to thinking when he brought up the three for one situation because that's something I would argue to the Joneses to say, hey, bring him back on that five six million dollar deal, or whatever, because now that will equal out to to one top end safety. And that, and you go look at the top end safety market. We're talking about the top five pay uh, safeties on average. Or 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 million. So between 15 and 20 million. That's about what you'll be paying for one year, by the way. This is another reason why I'm pro bringing him back. Malik Hooker and, and, and J. Ron Curse have one year left on their deal. Not two, not three, not four. One. So they're free agents next year, and likely you're probably not going to bring back none of them. Curse, uh, the way he plays in this team, you're already getting dinged up. You see it happening. And Malik Hooker has is, is, is been kind of above average at best type of situation. I doubt they're going to resign both of them, maybe one. So I would 100% look to get Dono back on a three-year deal and, and make it in that $5 million a year range if he's willing to do something like that with incentives, with protections and whatnot. And you get that three for one. But then let's play devil's advocate. If I'm the front office or if I'm the NFL, right? I say, man, Dan Quinn made you. And I'm sure that's what happened to J-Ron. I'm sure J-Ron went out into the free agent market and said, look what I did. I was a Pro Bowl safety for the Dallas Cowboys. I was on six or seven primetime games. I made a ton of plays. Yeah, but you played with Dan Quinn. I watched how Dan Quinn used you. You know, he got the best out of you. He made you. I feel like. That could happen to Donald. Donald, get out there and think about, well, you know, Dan Quinn, like a part. They'll, they'll use that against you because of negotiations or whatnot. And that could kind of nerf his market a little bit. And he's not the Minka Fitzpatrick, the Derwin James. He doesn't have the draft pedigree. So I can play into it. What's up, Los? Good morning, Sky, man. I hope you're having a great morning. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, your family's blessed and everyone's blessed out there. But I just want to make my point quick, man. Let me say this. If you want a football career, let the other 31 teams draft you, okay? But if you want a business career, come to the Cowboys, all right? Because if you're part of the Cowboys, like Dominic Toretto said, you're part of family now, okay? And Steven and Jerry will fight tooth and nail you get paid because even if you're Ryan Nall, you know you're going to be part of the our guys. And there's absolutely nothing, nothing out there that would change the Jones' mind unless Jesus himself <laughs> comes to his dreams and tells him, you better sign those free agents to win a Super Bowl. But even then, I feel Jerry will come back and tell him, well, Jesus, I think we have a great team around here. And, uh, <laughs> I think we, we're proud of the death we have around that. Blah, 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 blah. So even though there's nothing you can tell Jerry, all right? Well, Jesus. And here, here's the most frustrating part for me, Sky. And I know other football heads like me, and, you know, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. See, the NFC is wide open. Oh, it's so and true. While some other teams are, and while some, some other teams are trying to fill in their voids as well, and all the heavy hitters <laughs> of the QBR and the AFC side, yet we're here satisfied with our foot in the, you know what, seeing – the other NFC rival of ours reached their second Super Bowl. Granted, they did a win, but damn it, you never sniffed a Super Bowl in the last 26 years. And that's a, that's the most frustrating part for me, Sky. 
So if you want to, if you want to prove it to us, prove it to your fans, go out there and prove it. But I'm not, I'm not going to have high expectations anymore. I already know what this Cowboys franchise is, and if we win with Jerry, we win with Jerry. That's it. All right. Hey, Lowe's a great call, man. Not- <laughs> can't get past. <laughs> Yo, I can't get past. Well, Jesus, we got a good team. <laughs> Toxic says St- Stephen Jones a low ball. Jesus Christ, good Lord. <laughs> I know you had 12 disciples, but we only think you need eight. <laughs> Yo, y'all are freaking crazy, man. The, uh, the second half of Los's call, I was just cracking up. But, man, he right. The well Jesus is crazy. Mac Jones saved me, yo. What up? What's going on, Sky? What's good with you, man? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Coach Mars, man, with Will, it's got to make sense. You can't come with him with no conspiracy theories or he say, she say, he no, wants yeah. the facts. Yeah, I need, I need to hear it, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I need to hear yeah. it. I can't dance around it and guess. What is you saying? And then let's talk about yep. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I just wanted to ask you, okay, so – Everybody was upset about Ramsey, but I was thinking, like, they was actually trying to get – they wasn't trying to get a corner last trade. They was trying to get Brandon Cooks, right? But Houston didn't want to eat some of that money. Houston wanted you to eat all the money on the trade, right? You had broke that down with with Cooks, right? You talking about when, when Houston traded for Cooks? Well, no, we tried to get – Cooks from Houston last last yeah. Uh, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was something about the money, right? Yeah, they were they were afraid to pay him. Uh, I think it's like eighteen million. He'll be counting against the cap. Okay, this, this year. Okay, see, this year. that's what. I, okay, okay. See, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking that maybe their eyes is set for another receiver instead of Jalen Ramsey. Because I was, I, I like Jalen Ramsey is a stud. I like him, but I was thinking, okay, they was actually looking for another another receiver. I agree. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you do. Okay. Yeah, because when D Hop, remember the, the rumor? The rumor last week was the Cowboys were basically sniffing around um, DeAndre Hopkins' yeah. market. I said the reason why that's kind of believable is because they were sniffing around Cooks' market. Not even sniffing; they were trying to get Brandon Cooks. Uh, they sniffed around yeah. Jerry Judy, Denzel Mims, Odell Beckham. They signed T.Y. It is clear that they realize, okay, you actually do need two two receivers. That's how they view it. They don't want just one guy; they want to have another guy. And they tried to do it when they, when they realized they ain't got enough firepower on their offense. So I would not be shocked if they if they got back in the, the the sniffing department. Now I'd be shocked if they actually can't you know follow through with it. But I do think they're looking around trying to get a receiver. And see that that's what I'm going with. And like I said, when I'm at the bar and I'm watching the game, like you, I law everybody, y'all all make me so so much smarter because I was pointing out the stuff that even with Kellen Moore was doing with his offense. I was telling people about Noah Brown, like, hey, man, he's like our fourth receiver. And, and guys at the bar talking like, man, he's good. Like, no, man, like, we got our receivers in different positions, man. You can't have this as your number two. You can't have this as your, you know what I'm saying, your 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 main your main course because he's not the main course, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Wide receiver career five went up to wide receiver two, and, and we expected that to be okay. That's not normal. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. That's all I wanted to ask because I, I, I was, I was telling somebody yesterday. I said, "Hey, we're not. We was looking for a receiver. We wasn't. It was like we was looking for a corner. I said, "No, we was looking for a receiver. That was mm-hmm. our main, our main thing. Our main topic was to look for a receiver. That's all I got, though. All right, appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate- Another thing people will say is the cornerback class is deep, and that's true. You know, I just saw in here, uh, Deron Bland's option. I mean, don't get it twisted. I would, I, Deron Bland in the slot, Jalen Ramsey digs. Come on now, let's work. But they want to sign Diggs, I'd imagine. Um, <clears throat> Bland is a, is a hit for them. Again, I'm not sure what they want to do with him. I would love to just put him outside and get a, get a slot guy. Or I, mean, I guess they could bring back Jay Lou. There you go. Boom, be good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody would have... Let me slow down because this is Cowboys Nation. I think most Cowboy fans, if they made a move for a, a Jalen Ramsey, this would have generated excitement because now they're like, oh, we are all in. Because I don't think you could just make the Jalen Ramsey move. Now, all right, now we like, get a receiver. Maybe maybe we trade this year's one or we trade up and whatever, right? They would have continued to make some moves because um, that's what they would have needed to do. But I wasn't putting my all my eggs in a Ramsey basket. I didn't even talk about it because I just, it's like Cowboys. Plus, Ramsey said, I'm not playing for Jerry Jones. The shift said, is the offensive system going to be going to be better for the current receivers? I think so. With that said, I don't think you can ignore it, ignore it just for that. At least for me, speaking from a fan perspective, because I haven't seen this system be able, I haven't seen the system, period, number one. But I haven't seen this system be able to take obscure guys and, and turn them into stars. Right? I haven't seen that just, just, just happen quite yet. I haven't seen the system or the Kellen Moore out-coach somebody because scheme, right? No more Kellen Moore, but obviously in the system, we haven't seen it. So I personally don't want to rely on, hey, man, we don't need to get this round one receiver or round two receiver, round three. We don't need to go get an Odell or go get a, 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 a Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to roll with Jalen Tober, Simi Fayoko, re-sign Noah Brown. We're going to run this thing back. Me personally, I don't want to do it. Go get me a dude. Add more talent to this room. Break the pool stick and say, fight it out. May the best man win. And if that means your third round pick got to get kicked off the bridge next year because he couldn't cut it out, well, damn it, he wasn't worth a damn in, in the first place then. Hey, J-Rod Media, I'm still crying from that. Low ball, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Well, G- <laughs> Oh, man, that was funny. All right, let me get to the super chats. Good morning, Marcelo. Go up and get D hop. Are you saying go up and draft and get the option? Tell me twice. And don't let Vach fool you because Vach will tell you, well, Sky's willing to go 0-17 for the next 10 years to get the Super Bowl, yada, yada. It ain't that drastic. I'm not saying do things that drastic. I'm just saying the count's full and you see a fastball coming. Don't be afraid to swing. Shout out to B-Bird. All right, let's get to these Super Chats. Super Chat. 
Coach Marv dropped five and said, I'm just saying Jerry purchased an energy company in 2019 for $2.2 billion. I remember that because when, when that, that ish happened around here in Dallas, the uh, uh, ice storm or whatever, Jerry Jones kind of got paid off of that. $2.2 billion with $1.1 in cash and finance. The rest, 2019, Sky. Hey, man, look, you, you brought up something that's going that, that got me thinking, and I'm going to be paying attention to over the next couple of years for sure. Or maybe it won't come out until, you know, the 30 for 30 documentary on Jerry Jones drops. But it's something I'm going to most certainly be keeping an eye on. Super chat. Miss Tiana said, drop nine, nine, drop 10 in the chat, said, bottom line, Sky, when your job ain't on the line, there is no need to take a risk to win. For sure. For what? Status quo keeps the lights on the Jones's house and they are A-OK with the BS while we suffer. I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Like there's no pressure to to truly win. There's there's you know, your owner has said so many things that really should give this the other side of the disconnect all the ammo they need to truly question them. Jerry said years ago, "Oh man, if I was I would have fired myself many times." Jerry said, "Oh man, I'm I'm fine with being in the middle." Jerry said, if they're talking about us, we're doing our job. How you hear these things and you're like, I'm cool with what they do. That's weird to me. Super chat. Uh, Coach Marv dropped two in the super chat. I guess somebody was preaching. He said, hello. And then Dimes dropped two as well and said, super chat. Martha Stewart broke or MC Hammer broke? Good question. Good question. Super chat. And toxic with, I got to get a toxic Tom quote shirt saying, Sky, you can't overcome it. That's what he said. That's what we're asked to do, man. Overcome this. But today is tampering day. I'm not even sure. I mean, usually Professor O, somebody would drop some uh, some nuggets if anybody got signed. And usually you start hearing about it at around this time. What is it? 9.55. So 11... Uh, 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. It starts at 12. I'm pretty sure we'll start hearing guys being signed here, green here, yada, yada, yada. And, and then Wednesday is the official day. But we'll come back on here tomorrow. I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll hear a lot of news about the free agency frenzy beginning. Um, Trying to figure out how I want to do this because we are in the middle of free agency frenzy, but we also can't forget about the draft. And... I believe we're, me and Foots are supposed to start our, our draft series. <laughs> and tomorrow we might actually get over overshadowed by the free agency movement. Now, Dallas, likely not going to happen. So maybe we can continue to do go down that that path with the draft. Uh, and, I, and again, I think Foots, you know, let Foots come in here and explain himself uh, to the bomb squad. You know what? I'm going to try to see if we can get Foots in here. Not only talk about the draft, but explain himself and then talk to y'all. Like, I, I want to get him on the phone with y'all. And then I'm just going to see y'all kind of kind of go back and forth on this situation. Because Foots know how I feel. Me and Foots, we, we, we've had our debates on this. We would just be talking in circles. Uh, we are on opposite sides of this. But I want the bomb squad to talk to him. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh... Yeah, this time change, man, messed me up yesterday. 
It really should only be like nine o'clock. It is what it is. All right, look, if you enjoyed today's show, please hit the like button. It'll help us get back into this flow of the algorithm. We got kind of messed up because of that strike. Remember what happened during the season where it was playing some of the audio in the background and they hit us with a strike. We got suspended for a week. It messed up everything. We finally got that cleared. We're good to go. Now we just need to get back on track. I think the morning show is doing well. Um, y'all are here every morning and, and I appreciate that. So if you enjoy what you're seeing, hit that like button. If you're new, if you just tuned in, I say this all the time when I when I meet cowboy fans out there and they ask me what I do. Um, let them know, you know, that that I do a morning show talking about cowboys. I say, hey, look, I'll be real with you, is it's for the diehard fans. You know. My question to your fandom. Because I look, there's majority of fans are casual fans. I'm not ever going to come at you for that. But this is for the diehard fans, especially right now. So if you if you come on here and you're looking for us to talk about, we do talk about that. You know, Dak Prescott, he sucks. You know, the whole time, or uh, you know, talk talk about the low hanging fruit. It's not going to happen. We get on here and we discuss every small detail about the Cowboys. And I think that's what makes the show special. You know, I'm not out here trying to, I don't care about these clicks. I don't care about any of that. I actually want to have legitimate conversations uh, with y'all about the Cowboys, about the team we love. (sighs) A lot of people love to hate, you know, even Cowboy fans, but toxic relationship, right? (laughs) Trey said, I seen Jesus in my prime. Yeah, I kept talking about it in Michelle in the chat. The time change is whack. I like the time change to go backwards, not forward. Man, I damn lost an hour. It's ridiculous. Uh, all right, yeah, later on, I'll be back on with Vach about 3.15. We should have just went ahead and got the volume 3.16 shirts. We should just did that. And, uh, yeah, man, I think we're going to be talking about Cowboys today mixed with some draft stuff. But uh, I... I think I'm going to try to get him to talk about this Bears trade. I know he's going to want to save it for tomorrow, but he's a big draft guy. I want to know how he feels about this because we had uh, talked about it on Thursday. The potential of it happening, and boom, it happened. So I'm going to go ahead and hit this button. <laughs> Who took more for the team, you or Jesus? Wait, no, Jesus, you don't really got to turn the water into wine. We can just straight turn it into liquor. Y'all talking about me? Jerry probably met Jesus back in the day. I'm talking about me, man. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace. Crazy. You know if I was in the last step, I'd be in there like this.